You're listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, episode number 33. How's it going, my fearless listener? I hope you're making this day as awesome as you are. Well, I'm getting ready to go to a very special gala tonight. I'm so excited. This is going to be super fun and super special because it's for a special cause. I think it's important for all of us to make time to do special things like this in our lives. And that leads me to think about what I'm doing in my own personal life. Um, I want to tell you that I'm putting on a pay it forward five-day challenge starting next Monday, December 16th. That'll be in the afternoon. If that's something that you'd like to be a part of, you've just got to join my Facebook community. Head on over to Facebook and search for the six-figure conscious entrepreneur community. Well, today in this episode, I'm dishing on 15 actual steps that you can take so that you can make a consistent income in your business. Now, these are real, tangible steps that I have taken personally, and I've gone through them, and this is what I teach my own clients. So I know you are going to get a lot out of this episode, and I know your business will just completely transform if you actually implement these actual steps. Let's dig in. Hey, hey, you are listening to Fearless Pursuits Podcast, where it's that time to slap your doubts and fears around, learn online marketing, mindset hacks, and fuel your entrepreneur's soul so you can have a breakthrough to success in your own business, even if you're just starting out or if you've been in business for a while. I'm Sharon Koenig, an online life and business coach and serial entrepreneur for over 25 years. My goal is to share with you everything that I've learned along the way, including the good, the bad, and the ugly. Each week, we'll explore what it takes to reach your goals, your dreams, and create the financial freedom through online entrepreneurship. Plus, hear interviews from special guests who share their own tips, strategies, and advice on how you can break through to success. If you're ready to dig in, listen in to today's episode. So I want to get into the very first step. So the very first step that you need to do is literally define your terms of success. So the thing is, is that success means something different to everyone, right? And we realize that some people are more driven by money, whereas other people are more driven by lifestyle. And still yet, others are driven by um, a peaceful feeling, a feeling of authenticity, a feeling of joy. So we have to really, really understand that when we are working in our businesses, we really need to define our terms of what success is to us. And, you know, you have to understand that when you are feeling really, really good in your business and you're literally getting what it is you need, and we're talking here about core values, and remember, we talk about core values a lot 
when we're talking about our business because you have to understand you will be miserable in your business or in your life if you are not really able to live by your own core values if you have not done that that inner work to know what your own core values are like um, I'll give you an example for my myself I value um, family and then underneath that lifestyle and then peace over and above financial stability. Isn't that amazing? You would think, you know, if someone who's in business would put like their financial, you know, I want to make a lot of money as their, their top priority, but believe it or not, it's not my top priority. So in terms of success for myself, do I have the time I want with my family? That's part of that lifestyle, right? So and feeling peaceful, and feeling joyful every day and loving what it is I do is far more important than making the money. But what's really fascinating here is when you are understanding that and you're literally doing what lights you up and literally being in flow, the money comes. And this is the thing is we have to get into that mindset of it, of knowing it'll come. And that's actually number two. Step number two is actually nurture and develop a success mindset. So getting back to that, so we're talking about the success mindset and really understanding that it comes from that first step of defining what your own uh, success is, what your own um, terms of success are, what, how you define it. Um, so the thing is, is when we're talking about understanding yourself to your core, and what your core values are and what you think is success, then you have to have that really strong, high-performing mentality that allows you to develop it and stay true to your own core values. And when I say that, then you might think, well, why wouldn't I? Well, here's the thing. Here we are in 2019 as I'm recording this, and we realize that it's really, really difficult to stay focused in, in our business. We get sidetracked. We're looking at other competitors just like ourselves, and we're saying, you know, maybe some judgmental things in our mind, like, why aren't why isn't my business as successful as hers or his? You know, you see people who are successful. And you're looking at that money, but you're forgetting that maybe that's not how you define your own terms of success. So we literally have to have some kind of a mission statement that says uh, what it is you define as success. And we have this, you know, we, we talk a lot about the, st the strategies of business, you know, like marketing and, uh, you know, getting leads and how to, how to actually have a sales conversation. But we've got to really remember that there's a human here first, and we have to make sure that we have a strong mind and that we're doing things that feel good to ourselves throughout the day, throughout our with our business. We can't forget that strategies aside, you've got to start with these basics. These are your foundation to make sure that you are having a really successful business, that you feel really good. So when we're talking about nurturing and developing your own successful mindset, it comes from your ability to block out the noise, your ability to not go into uh, compare and despair, you know, comparisonitis, you know what I'm talking about. And it's a real thing. It's something that I did when I first started my business online, and it's interesting because I've had brick and mortar businesses and I never experienced that comparisonitis when I had my brick and mortar business. 
It wasn't until I started to come online with this business five years ago where I started to really go into my head and start comparing myself. So, you know, my coach talked to me about this high performing mentality. And this is where I learned how to really stop looking at other people and going into that despairing place of, oh my God, my business isn't as good as hers. And, you know, you start really judging yourself and you get real judgy. And so this, that's step number two. And remember, these are very basic things, but they're internal to us as a human. All right. So now moving on, step number three is getting clear on your business model. So your business model can be something as simple as how you actually perceive getting your leads. We've, we've got to do our marketing, right? We have to. It's part of our business. That's part of our business model. How is it? Are you going to do that marketing? Are you going to be doing exclusively online? Are you going to be doing exclusively in person? Are you going to do a mix? Are you going to be doing podcasts? Are you going to be getting out there in magazines? Are you going to be getting on stage and speaking? Is this how you're going to be doing it? A mix of everything. Um, maybe you don't like reaching out to people. Uh, maybe you're going to hire someone to help you with that social selling and reaching out. Um, so you've got to really decide and get clear on your business model, how it is you want to run your business. This goes into deciding if you're going to take care of your, yourself and your family first thing in the morning, or if you're going to work first thing in the morning. Now, I did an episode with a Pencil Leadership podcast recently, and we talked about eating the frog. And it was a really fun episode that I did with Chris Anderson. And the thing is, is we were talking a little bit about our own biological ability to be functional and vibrant. And some people feel like, yeah, it's hard to get going in the morning. But once they're committed to saying, okay, this is what I'm going to do in the morning. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do my journaling. I'm going to tackle my marketing. I'm going to tackle writing, you know, whatever it is. That's your biological prime time, if you will, for work. For me, um, I'm very excited in the morning, but I love the aspect of meditation and journaling. And then remember, I work from home and I've got a little girl. And so she wakes up and she sees me. And of course, as I said before, with my core values, family is, is the first thing on my list that I care about. So I am definitely going to find that in the morning for myself, for my business model, I don't go to work. I typically will see what I can sneak away with before she wakes up, but you have to know what it is you want to do. So thinking about your business model, it all encompasses everything. It encompasses how you're going to do your marketing, right? When you're actually going to be available for a sales call, um, if you're going to be doing reach outs, um, if you like to work in the morning, if you like to work in the evening. So we have to really get clear on our business model. So let's move on to step number four, and that is build your support system around that business model. So this is critical when we're thinking about what we just decided our business model is going to be. We literally have to build that support system that allows you to live your life and have your business the way you want it to. Because we have to remember 
that while our business is an entity all on its own, I used to see, say, um, you know, remember I've been in business for several decades. Your, my business was like a little baby that never grew up <laughs> because it needs to be nurtured all the time. You know, we, we can nurture our businesses and, and grow it in a way that it can be sustainable on its own, but that's only if we're building a support system. So that support system is like a little nanny or something like that or someone to clean your house. And, and I'm using my air quotes here because what I mean is that we literally have to hire a team at some point. You know, we realize that we cannot do it all. There's no way we can do it all. A solo entrepreneur is never going to scale at the level that they truly want in their heart if they're not able to actually build that support system. So now you're, you might be thinking, well, Sharon, I don't have the money to hire a team. I get that. And, you know, I'm there. I, I totally understand what you're talking about. And the thing is, is that it doesn't have to be someone you hire necessarily for your business. But if you have, um, you know, your spouse, a partner or somebody like that, that literally can help you maybe take your kids or just allow you that journal time that you need, that meditation time that you need, that peace, you know, that you need to be able to do the work because you need to. If you're, if you're creating anything in your business, we're talking about marketing here, sales pages, uh, posts, social media posts, um, a workshop that you're doing in person. It literally takes 100% of your mental capacity to sit in a quiet space and create. That's the way business is done. Unless you have the deep pockets and you literally can hire someone to create that from, for you. But also remember, you're the brainchild right? They can't create something without getting into your brain. So it takes 100% of your mental capacity to be able to create what it is we need to create. And we need that support system around our business model that we said we wanted. So that's step number four. So step number five is master wealth consciousness and your confidence as the go-to expert. So let's break that down because it's really like two things. So you're master, mastering your wealth consciousness and really that that means that you are you're open to concepts that mean that you understand that anything is possible for you financially and we were talking you know about step 1 being defining your your terms of success and it's possible that your terms of success may not be you know to be a millionaire maybe you don't want to be a millionaire at this point maybe that's something that you can think about down the road but your wealth consciousness means that you have to be open to concepts that will bring money in, literally attracting money, believing that money will come to you and your confidence. This is the second part of that and your confidence as the go-to expert. So what that literally means is that you believe that you are the expert in whatever field you're in. So, you know, this is true for any type of business. It doesn't matter if, if you are um, a keynote speaker, um, an author, working your MLM, uh, your consultant, um, your coach. It, it does not matter. Even if you are a software engineer, it does not matter. If you are truly going to succeed in your business, you have to have that confidence around yourself and see yourself as the expert. Now, um, I'm gonna divide up the genders here because this is true. 
women seem to have more difficulty around the confidence in themselves as an expert. And this is something women have to work really hard on. And as a mindset expert, I work with women on this, but I have seen this with men too. I've got plenty of men I have worked with and they absolutely have issues with self-doubt. So we can divide up the genders while both of them do experience this self-doubt and confidence and even fear issues within their own business and around wealth consciousness in general, women typically struggle on a deeper level than men do. So this is something that, you know, we have to really work on if we're truly, truly going to go into like saying, yes, I want this business to be successful. I want it to thrive and grow. I want it to grow on my terms, right? We get to decide all of this, but we have to do this deep inner work, right? There's all this strategy that we can talk about all day long, but ultimately if you don't have that ability to wrap your mind around what's truly possible and that belief and confidence in yourself that you really are the expert, the magic just won't happen. People won't see you that way. You won't be creating that content that people will see as, okay, she knows what she's talking about. He really knows what he's talking about, right? So we've got to create this in your mind first before we create that content. So now let's talk about step number six. So figure out your money story. So we were kind of talking a little bit about the wealth consciousness, right? So your money story. We all have one. And a lot of people, I have actually heard people say, I don't have any money blocks. I don't have any money blocks. Well, the thing is, is we do. Because we, as children, when we were younger, we were brought up in a certain environment. And we have certain beliefs around what's possible for us. And you have to realize that whether or not it serves you or whether or not it impacts your business or just two different things altogether. But when we actually say to ourselves or to the world that we want more, we want more money, uh, more, that's part of that wealth consciousness I was talking about in step five, we literally have to figure out what our money story is. So that means that you can start asking yourself some questions. You know, some of the questions come from deserving, and self-worth. Do I, do I deserve? Can, can I be a millionaire? Can I earn $200,000 in a year? That's a question a lot of people have, you know, they're really uncomfortable answering. Have you ever made $200,000? If you have not ever made $200,000, then you might have this thermometer, this set point that says, I'm, I have only made $100,000, so therefore I, I can't make $200,000, there's no way, let alone half a million dollars or a million dollars. So then when we start realizing that we're telling ourselves this story, I can't make $200,000, I can't make $500,000, so that means that there is probably a money story there that's telling you that you can't do something. Why can't you do that, right? Because we realize that all that money in your life, it's already there, you know, whether or not you believe you're a millionaire or not, at some point that money is already created, it's already there. It's up to you to believe and to have that wealth consciousness to bring it to you. 
Um, this has been proven over and over again. So this isn't, you know, something that we can really dispute. It's people dispute these things when they they decide that they can't have it. So it gets really complicated and convoluted actually when people are all up in their head and then they're not really able to open up their wealth consciousness like what we were talking about in step five. So we can start asking ourselves those questions. And a real simple question is, can I make $200,000? Can I make half a million dollars? And then you get to decide what that answer is. If the answer is no, you know, then you might start thinking about what that story is. All right, so let's move on to step number seven. So step number seven is literally define your signature element in your business to build like a, a boutique type business. So that's like, for example, a business that's different from any other business out there. And we realize that, you know, nothing is really unique anymore. There's a lot of people going out there doing lots, lots, of, lots of different things. There's a lot of people out here on the online space and we realize that we haven't seen things that are really super unique. So, you know, figuring out what your signature element is in your business. Like for me, for example, you know, I, I have been in business for over 20 years and I know a thing or two about starting a business, about growing a business and about, you know, scaling a business. And we're talking strategy here while I know all the strategies because I've seen, you know, my online business started back in the 90s. Um, 1995. Wow. <laughs> really, really showing my age. And I've seen a lot of change. You know, we're talking about affiliate marketing. We're talking about blogging, you know, those kinds of things. And, you know, certainly using social media to grow your business. So with all of these changes, we realize that we have to stay on top of things. There's a lot of strategy to actually give us that visibility that we need, right? But aside from that, we have to figure out what makes us a little bit different. So what makes me different is, you know, not I know all of the strategies, right, for getting leads and marketing and sales and websites and lead pages and funnels and email lists and, and yawn, you know. The thing is, is that what makes me unique, my signature element, is the mindset piece. Because every single person I have ever worked with butts up against themselves when they want to grow their business. You know, even hiring a coach is difficult for people because they're thinking to themselves, well, I don't know if I can do this. You know, they start thinking, okay, I got to lay out a lot of money. And then they start thinking, well, I don't know if I can actually do this. And if I can't do it, then I'm just wasting my money. So then they don't take that step. Or they're thinking, wow, this is a lot of money and I don't know if she's going to help me if she's the answer, right? Putting the pressure on the coach or I don't know if I should invest in Facebook ads because I don't know if my copywriting is good. So there's all this doubt and fear that goes into it. I don't know how to do a consult call. I don't know how to close somebody. Um, so, you know, they're, they're not making call to actions in their posts and no wonder they're not making any money. They're sitting there you know, banging their head against the wall, wondering where are the clients, where are the, where's the money? And they're not even making any sort of call to actions. Well, no wonder they're not making any money. And, and they don't have a program, they don't have a product to sell. You know, of course they're not gonna make any money. And they don't have the product to sell, they don't have a program or a signature program or anything like that. 
and because they're too afraid, they're too in their head, they're too nervous. You know, why would anyone buy from me? That's what I used to think. You know, there's all these really great people out there. Why would anyone buy from me? I was a really a mess when I first got started. And that was the thing. I did all of this work and I learned so much, you know, and working on my NLP masters and working with Tony Robbins on the mindset. And the thing is, is I realized that's the piece. That's my signature element. So what is your signature element? You have to literally define your own signature element in your business to build like this boutique type business. And I say boutique business because you think of a boutique, you know, it's very special, it's very unique. And you know, your boutique business, your special element could be your look. It could be your age, right? Um, it could be your gender, you know, something like that is, is really different. So you have to figure that out. So step number eight is getting clear on the exact characteristics and features of what it is you're offering to raise the importance of your service. So we're, we're talking about, so clarity is huge, right? We've talked a lot about that as far as, you know, finding that, you know, our success and our wealth consciousness and our money blocks and, you know, all of those different things, what makes us unique, you know, our special signature element. So understand that clarity is really important, but a lot of people don't actually dive into that because it takes too much time. <laughs> it's crazy. People, they, they say it just takes too much time and they feel like they're not really doing anything in their business doing. You see, this is where people go. And this is why I concentrate so much on the mindset. Yes, the doing and generating leads is, is absolutely critical. And learning how to do a sales call is, is paramount. Of course it is. I mean, after all, if, if you don't have something to sell, if you can't you know, make a sale, then you don't have a business. So understanding that everything comes from this clarity point though. So getting clear on the exact characteristics and features of what it is you're offering that raises the importance of your services, right? So this is actually something that's akin to your marketing. And I have this program that I just launched at Sell with Soul and we're working uh, an entire week on mindset or excuse me, marketing. And this is because what we have to do is we have to take a look at these, these characteristics and features of what it is we're offering. And again, everything comes from clarity. So we have to dive into this. We have to take this time. And, you know, part of that is, um, you know, market research. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it takes too much time. They just want to hit the ground running and, you know, let's just start creating posts. Let's just start getting on stage. Let's write a book. You know, let's do a podcast, you know, but you're going to be missing the mark because you're not going to be attracting people to you and see, and that is the wonderful thing. You know, when people actually DM you, when they private message you and say, Hey, you know, I've been following you for a while and I've got this problem. I think you can help me. And so that is the cool thing. When you really understand you've got this clarity around your, your brand, around your messaging and those exact characteristics and features of your offering. This is where you can literally create this importance in your services that people get because you took that time. And it's taken me a while too. So I, I totally understand that a lot of people don't want to dive in there, but it is critical. So let's move on to number nine. So get to know your ideal clients better. So I was talking about your um, market research. And again, people don't want to take that time, but this is the thing. You have to get to know your ideal clients better than they know themselves. 
So sometimes we can be talking about the demographics of them, and that's helpful because you want to know where they're hanging out. So for example, um, like Instagram has a younger demographic than Facebook, for example. Um, and Pinterest is typically women. So you have to know where they're hanging out. And if you really like businesses, like, you know, maybe you want to work with, um, you know, business owners, Instagram could be a great place for you. So understanding your demographics and your ideal clients better than they know themselves. And that would be like what their fears are, you know, what, what it is they really want, for example. So you really have to know that if you're truly going to be creating that content. Again, you know, understanding where we are today in 2019. Um, if you have a brick and mortar business, for example, you still have to use online um, avenues to grow your business because it's hard to get people in, you know, because people are on the sidewalk, right? They're on the sidewalk online and they're on the sidewalk in person. And the thing is, is that they're, they're just window shopping. They don't know that they need you. They don't know what wonderful things you have inside of your store. So you take a look at your business. Maybe your business is not a brick and mortar. Your business is an online business. But people don't know what's inside of your business. And you have to really get them off of the sidewalk and in. You've got to find a way to attract your, your ideal clients. So how we do that today in 2019 is creating content. So how, what do you create? Well, you have to know your ideal clients. You have to know what's in their heart, what's in their mind. What are they crying about every night? They're in bed laying awake and they're crying and, and they've got so much anxiety. Maybe, maybe they have so much excitement about something that they're looking forward to, but they're uneasy about it. They're unclear about it. And maybe you have the answer. You're the hero. You're the solution provider. You've got to be able to know what it is more than they do. So that's step number nine. And step number 10 is to design your high converting signature offer. So your signature offer typically is like, a, it could be a product. So now understand something. If you are a consultant, um, software engineer, um, coach, or anything like that, or you're a spiritual leader, um, you have services. I want you to wrap your mind around this concept. Your services are your products. That's hard for a lot of people to really grasp, but it's true. Your services are your products when you package them together. And then we have this person who maybe is an, maybe they are an affiliate marketer and they're, they're promoting other people's products. Or maybe somebody's an MLM, for example. Those are your products. You have to know what it is you're, you're selling, what you're offering, all of these things. So we have to know how to position ourselves so that it sells itself. And you know that kind of goes back to knowing your ideal client and knowing what it is they want and what they don't want, right? So you know, drawing the line in the sand of, I will not accept this in my life right? So what is it that they will not have in their life? No ifs, ands, or buts. Uh, what must they have? What are their musts versus their shoulds, right? And, and th these are things that you have to know. And the only way you're going to know this is through market research. You've got to take that time to do that market research. So you literally can design this really high converting signature offering that's 
and then your your content that's actually going to be able to attract them to you. So step number 11 is get in front of your potential clients online and offline. Here's the best part, drum roll, every day. That's right, every single day. That's the thing, a lot of people don't really know how to do that, and there's so many different ways you can do that, right? And, and it's, it's literally just meeting people. And people have really convoluted this whole idea of marketing to be something more than what it really is. You really just have to meet people. You don't have to sell to people. A lot of people are confused by this with, with marketing. You know, your posts are with feel-good marketing. It's just, it's, it's a little bit of something that feels good to attract people to you. And, and we talk about this in Sell with Soul, so I'm not going to get into this too much because it, you know, like I say, I mean, we're talking about a week-long course just for getting leads, attracting leads to you. But suffice it to say, you know, you could create stories just to let people know you because we want to have the know, like, and trust factor, right? Um, we can do this offline too. It's really easy. Just meeting people, shaking their hand. And then, you know, in, in a, a conversation, you know, what do you do? You know, and then of course what they want to do is they want to exchange that same question and ask you what you want, what you do. And so this is a fun conversation because we're talking about what we do, you know, eight, 10 hours out of the day that fills us up. And it's a normal conversation that we have and it's a great conversation. And so, you know, when we're talking about getting in front of your potential clients online or offline, it's really that simple. It's just talking to people. It's just making friends and having casual conversations sometimes. It's putting stories out. It's putting posts together. You know, um, it's so easy. A lot of people just really confuse it and overcomplicate it. So number 12 is grow your list with the right people and engage the list in the way that actually triggers them to take their credit cards out and actually pay you. So there's like three components there to this. So growing your list with the right people. So now there's a lot of people that want to put all their eggs in one basket and literally just invest all of their time into growing their business via social media or via um, network meetings in person. And the thing is, is that we realize that it's not sustainable, right? We, if we truly want to grow our businesses. We have to start thinking outside of the box and start thinking of a way to actually grow our list. And it's not that hard. Technically speaking, you can hire people, inexpensive people to put this together. You probably could have your, your funnel put together for maybe $20, $50, something like that. It's not that hard, inconceivable to throw a $50 bill to have that done for you. And we're talking about the right people. So that's the second component with that. So that's using that market research that you did before and using their own words in your copywriting, right? In your posts and attracting them to a freebie or something and engaging with the list. Okay, engaging with the list. That's a third part because a lot of people, they build this list. I did this. I can't believe I did this. So I built this list up and I literally wouldn't even email them. I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to bother them. Oh, my confidence was in the tank. But that's the thing is that's what I thought. I thought, oh, I would be bothering them. 
but you know my list has grown so much and the more I send you know ironically the more emails I send with value the more people open it's amazing how that works so that's the thing is you know you start realizing that you can get out of your head and into the hearts of your ideal client your dream client and you realize you're triggering them even if it's just to read your your high-valued email right and then they will take their credit cards out that's the fourth aspect of this so they will buy what you have because you have nurtured them that's the important thing a lot of people don't understand we literally we cannot just go out there and say hey buy my stuff we're talking about in a post we're talking about in a handshake meeting in a network meeting and this is what people do it's crazy they go into a network meeting here's my card this is what I do are you interested in buying my thing it's it's just ridiculous you cannot do that it does not work you you've got to build that know like and trust factor and you've got to be able to build relationships you can't just you know ask them to buy you you want to be able to nurture this list nurture anybody that you meet and sometimes you'll meet someone at a network meeting maybe what you want to do is you want to text them and ask how they're doing and maybe they want you want to meet up again and go to another meeting together so you're building friendships right this is so critical for us to really wrap our minds around the concept of literally creating friendships as a way to grow our business and that's what growing your list is so i want you to consider doing that and we've got to really understand that we've got to wrap our minds around that concept because people just they want to just give out their card or or, or get in someone's private messaging box or direct messaging and hey buy my thing and it's not like that even a free thing getting someone to to even sign up for your free thing that's not even happening anymore you know you've got you went through all this trouble to create this this free opt-in to get people on your list and you're like in their email their their direct message box and you're saying hey nice to meet you thanks for following me and and by the way i created this free thing it doesn't work you can't do that because they don't know you from adam see it you think about how it works and i'll, I'll tell you a quick story so a long time ago in my 20s i worked for a state farm agent i won't say his name but he was he's asian and he he connected with the Asian community back in Scottsdale, Arizona, where I used to live. And he would only do business, really, that was his niche. I mean, obviously he was in the yellow pages. Oh my God, I'm showing my age again. Yes, we used to have yellow pages back then. And so yellow pages is where literally someone would say, I want a state farm agent, they open up the book in my neighborhood, right? And they would say, Oh, this is a zip code and then they would you know pick up the phone and call them um, but times have changed but obviously this agent would not turn down business that was local to him but where he networked where he belonged was this Asian community and so we always had all of these Asians that would come in and some of them even needed like a translator to talk with me so that I can actually you know fill out their application and process it and that's the thing is we realize that we're humans first in our business and we have to build relationships with people. So find out where your people are and go and make friends and hang out because they will trust you. Like, like uh, his name was Larry. Anyway, uh, this state farm agent I work for. So the thing is, is that 
you know, his business grew and he was a brand new agent. I think he was even like maybe 30 years old. And so he's building his book of business off of this Asian community. And that's the thing is understanding people want to do business with people they know. And he's not pushing his business, but it's that same conversation. Hi, it's nice to meet you. What do you do for work? And then the question is turned around. What do you do for work, right? And so you have this conversation and in no way are you saying, here's my card, come and see me, right? They just know, right? And then, of course, you'll have another conversation with them at some point. And this is what we're doing online every day. We're just building up uh, relationships with people in our private messages on Facebook or a, a direct message on Instagram or even on LinkedIn, right? So this is the thing is we, we have to be able to do that. We've got to be a real human first. So we're moving on to step number 13. So step number 13 is nurture your subscribers in a sales funnel so that they buy from you and master spiritual selling of your sales calls. So there's a couple components here. So we're talking about nurturing your subscribers. So we kind of talked a little bit about this in the part where we were talking about building a list. Well, here's the thing. I want you to understand that every, every friend you have on Facebook, those are your subscribers. Every single follower you have on Instagram, those are your subscribers, right? Everybody you are connected to on LinkedIn, those are your subscribers. So what I want you to do is to think about how you can nurture them, right? So nurturing them is about entertaining them. It's about educating them. It's about a way that you can really be able to deliver value to them. And that could be a live stream. That could be, you know, steps that you could put together. You could definitely put together your, your steps of something that some results in a post and then turn around and create a live stream on that very same thing. If you had three steps, for example, in one post, you could take one step and create another post and create a video on that. So you're literally creating lots of content, right? And that's how you're nurturing your subscribers, right? So I want you to think about them as subscribers. But also the second component to that is a sales funnel. So we want to be able to you know, this is part of the, the business growth. You may be in the, the beginning stages and you don't have a sales funnel. Don't worry about it if you don't have one. Um, a funnel could literally be something as simple as, you know, creating your freebie. What's the next step that you want? You want them to get on your calendar. So that means in between their nurturing with them, you're going to build that relationship. And then you can offer that to them. Uh, so that's a funnel in and of itself because then what they're going to do is they're going to get on a call with you, right? Or they're going to get into get onto your list where you're nurturing them. So that could be a very small beginning sales funnel. So it's nothing to really worry about. But eventually they're going to buy from you from that little funnel, that funnel of you private messaging someone and talking with them, right? It's that simple. That's part of your funnel. Um, and then we're talking about the last part. That's the third part of this is to master this, the spiritual selling on a sales call. So a sales call would be anybody who is maybe a consultant. So I was talking about the software engineer. Um, a consultant could be someone who's like um, 
a business consultant or a coach. We've got a life coach. We've got a, a spiritual healer or something like that. Um, you know, so there's all sorts of reasons for people to get on a sales call. Even somebody who is working in direct sales or uh, MLM or something, they're doing sales calls. You've got to be able to be in that, you know, master that spiritual selling. So what does that mean? So spiritual selling really means that you are on that call to serve them. So here's a mindset switch that I need everybody to get who is watching this. And that is, you are not in business to make money. Isn't that the craziest thing you've ever heard? You are, but you're not. Okay, so here's the thing. You are in business to serve. That's right. It is a mind, mindset switch. But understand something. When you are serving and you are giving value, People like you and they're grateful and they're like, wow, he really knows what he's talking about. She really knows what she's talking about. Remember, we were talking about the being the go-to expert and having that confidence to do that. Here's the thing is you've got to have that confidence to really be in of service on these sales calls. That's spiritual because that's something inside of you. It's like a gift, right? And it is something that's so incredibly wonderful when you can walk away and say, I help this person. And the thing is, is it's, you know, I, I am a mindset marketing sales expert. And that's the thing is there's this component to selling and that is literally guiding them into buying because you know that if they were to buy, it would help them. And you want to help them. You care about this person. You want them to have the solution. You, you, you don't want them laying awake at night crying and, and feeling anxious about their problem, whatever their problem is, right? If you're a life coach or something, you know, maybe they're, they're not doing well in their, in their, at work. You know, they're anxious. Maybe they're not doing well in their relationships. Maybe they're not doing well in their health and fitness. And you have a passion for helping them. You don't want them to be in pain anymore. So you do want them to buy your product because your product, remember product is your service. It's your program, your signature program that you've put together. You want them to buy it, not because you want the money. You want them to buy it because you care enough to solve their problem. You're the hero of their story right? You are the problem solver. This is a mindset switch a lot of people really need to grasp. And I help people with that in the whole process of sales and, and all the marketing that leads up to it, because we want to make sure that we are doing everything from a heart-centered place. We are doing everything from a feel-good place. Remember what we talked about, number one, that's defining your success. And then we were talking before about Number two, which was your success model, your business model. What is it? You have to know all of these things, and it comes from that core value inside of you. Because we can't just pretend like, I can go and do these strategies and stay in ego. I'm going to do these strategies. I'm just going to write, you know, and be very robotic about it. And no, it's backwards. That's backwards. We have to work like 80% mindset and spiritually right within ourselves to literally create that feel good content, literally feel good to get on the phone with someone and know that your product, your service is going to solve their problem. And that is spiritual selling. 
Okay, so that's really important. So we have those three components there. We were talking about having that mindset switch around your, your friends on Facebook and your followers and your connections. Those are sub subscribers. They're subscribers. And your sales funnel could be something super simple. So the second component is really nurturing them in the sales funnel, which would be like making a friend with them. And then the third component of that is mastering spiritual selling. And that's that mindset switch that um, we have to have so that we are out of ego when we're having this conversation. I call it a money conversation, but it's an exchange of energy, right? You're there to help them and guide them to a solution that they need so desperately. So let's see if we have any any questions here? Um, yeah, Julie says it's super cold and snowy. Oh, yeah, well, it, you know, tis the season. So, you know, Christmas is coming and you are going to have a white Christmas for sure, right? And Takia, hey, how's it going? It's good to have you here. And um, so let's see here. Um, all right, so we are moving on to step number 14. So um, step number 14 is really fun. I, I see, I think business is like a game and you know, everything is such a mindset switch, isn't it? So step number 14 is build an iconic brand to make sure your clients find you, right? That's two, there's two components there, right? So let's just break it down. So building an iconic brand is so incredibly exciting to me. So I'm fearless pursuits, right? I, I branded my business five years ago, fearlesspursuits.com. What is it? What is it about? So it's literally about creating your life and business as if your life depends upon it. And why? Why is that so important? Why did I do that? Well, the thing was, is that, you know, as I got older, I was literally watching my friends and family. They're walking around like meat suits, like, you know, skin and bones without any passion. You know, they're, they're going to their nine to five every day, waking up and then coming home for dinner and, and they're getting heavier and older and they're not feeling energetic and they're, they're not feeling passionate about anything. And they had all these dreams when they were younger, but as they've gotten older, they allowed their life to take over. They allowed circumstances and people to take over their dreams and they lost control of their lives. And I did that too, but I did it because I was literally in a loveless, cold relationship. My husband, he would maybe speak 10 words to me in an entire day and really didn't even talk to the kids at all. And I wanted more out of my life, but I couldn't just end the marriage just for myself. Well, guess what? I did, because here's the thing. We have to stand up for ourselves, and that's fearless. That's where fearless pursuits comes from. Literally, I, I said to myself, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm getting older. I'm in my 40s at this point, you know? I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die without ever experiencing love or passion because it, the whole time I was married to him, 20 years, there was none of that. And I thought, oh, my God, it was like this epiphany that, that came over me. I'm getting older. I'm seeing the wrinkles, you know, and I have all of these hopes and these dreams. And I'm literally watching my life pass by every day. I wake up, Groundhog Day, right? 
And I'm like, no, this cannot be happening. But I was faced with this reality that I had to end this 20 year marriage to go out in the world and do what I wanted to do to go and find love, which I did, but also to go and impact the world and teach people to go after their dreams, to stop living this mediocre life. So remember what I said, fearless pursuits, like your life depends upon it because your life does depend upon it. And guess what? If you want to have a business, other people's lives depend upon your success. That's right, because if you are not able to get out of your head and you're not able to grow your skill base and do the things you need to do mechanically and spiritually and heart-based and have a high-performing mentality, your potential clients will never change. They'll never find you. Maybe they'll find someone else. We, we can hope, right, that your ideal clients find the solution that they want. But understand something. We, as business owners, we have a responsibility to share our skill, our zone of genius. Now, that's a, a mental switch. Really be thinking about that. You have some sort of responsibility to this world if you are a business owner that you have to go out and share it so we think about the cure to cancer i've talked about this before using this analogy if you had the cure for cancer you wouldn't be quiet about it you would like blast it out in the world and you wouldn't care but you would do it in a way that wasn't salesy you would be like oh my god i'm so excited i found the cure for cancer you know you get what i'm saying so this is the thing is we have to be fearless about it so that's my brand so we're talking about building this iconic brand. So everything is fearless, like even my shirt. See, I have hashtag fearless, fearless pursuits. <laughs> so it's awesome. I mean, I've got mugs, coffee mugs, everything, because that's my brand. I mean, I went out and I actually had to register this hashtag fearless pursuits. And it's because it's meaningful. It's about whatever we're pursuing in life. And we think about it in life because this is the one life we have. We, we are gonna go out and pursue improvement in different spheres of our life. Look at the life wheel, right? Everyone's probably familiar with that. So you have different components of your life wheel and you get to decide where you're at, zero to 10. And we're pursuing improvement in these areas, right? But what does it take to pursue some of them? Some of them, it's easy to pursue them, right? Um, some of them it's not like when I, when I first decided that I was going to go out and find love, I had to heal myself. That was hard, but I had to be fearless. I had to be bold and courage, courageous, um, starting my business, you know, sitting here in front of a camera with you guys, literally being vulnerable with some of my stories. You know, you have to be fearless about it as if your life depends upon it because your life depends upon it. It does your happiness, your core values, your, your value of wanting freedom, your value of wanting peace in your life, your value of wanting to contribute beyond yourself. That's a human need you have. You have a need to give. And by the way, I'm going to plug my group really quick. We're going to be doing something really special in my Facebook group which is around giving. We're going to be doing a challenge. So you, if you want to, you have a heart-centered mindset, 
where you want to be able to give, especially during this, this holiday season, head over to the Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Community. Join today because we're going to be really doing some fun things before um, the New Year's. So that's the thing is if, if we are really going about our life in a heart-centered way, then we have to really be bold and courageous. So in our business, we have to be bold and courageous. We have to build an iconic brand. So you've really got to be thinking about that. Again, knowing what your passion is, like what I was talking about with mine, what is yours? Really be thinking about it. Remember we were talking about people don't want to do this deep work because it takes too long. Well, it's worth it because you're going to be transforming lives when you do this. So you want to become a you know, really build this iconic brand. And the second component to that that I was talking about was making sure that your clients find you. So like I, I shared about my, my shirt, hashtag Fearless Pursuits, right? So everything I create, not everything, but a lot of things I create, I put my hashtag in there. And it's becoming more popular and other people are using it um, and, you know, becoming more visible. That's how people find you. I've been in, written up in magazines. I've been on other people's podcasts. I have my own podcast. That's how people find you, right? I, I blog. I have my YouTube channel, Fearless Empower Tube. You can go over on uh, YouTube and find my, my videos. I talk about everything from intentional living to mindset. Um, I even have meditations on there. Um, so that's the thing is you want, you want to build this brand so people can find you. Now, the question you might be thinking is, oh, no, I can't do that. Sharon, do I have to do all those things? Do I have to be everywhere like you? No, you don't. You don't have to. So when my clients come to me, they know they, have, they want to grow their business. What we do is we start with, remember, we were talking about number one, defining your, your terms of success. That's where everything begins, your core values. So if you were to hire me, for example, that's where we would start. We would start with your core values and what you want so that you can create the marketing that feels good to you. You know, we want to build your brand. We want to grow your business and bring clients to you, but let's do it in a way that feels good and feels right for you. So that's how you're going to build that iconic brand for you. But it, it just takes all of that thinking that, that people don't want to do. It takes all that inner work, right? So here's number 15, five, 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 number 15, and that is be consistent. That's really hard for people. And so we were talking about that in my group, the Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Group. That's the thing. People are not consistent. And the reason why they're not consistent with their marketing or with making friends you know, relationship is because they get here. They get all up in their head with this self-doubt. Well, I don't know if I sound like an expert. I don't know if I can be an expert. I don't, I don't know. That's what they say. I'm unsure about my ability to run this business. That I hear this all of the time. And it's so important for us to really start thinking about how it is we can really get inside of our minds and work that out so that we can go out and do the things that we need to do so that we can be that hero for other people. So I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. I put in a couple of plugs 
along the way, but I'm going to finish it up by reminding you to come back next Wednesday at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time for another episode because I cover lots of different things. Remember, we're going to be covering everything from living an intentional life, mindset, high performance mentality to growing your business. So growing your business, there's many different components that go into that. You know, we're talking about getting leads. We're talking about sales calls, uh, you know, relationship marketing, social selling, all kinds of different things. So we're going to we run the gamut. I bring on uh, guests from time to time. So you've got to come back next Wednesday. And finally, you've got to head on over to Six Figure Conscious Entrepreneur Facebook community because we're going to be doing some fun things. It's a brand new community. I'm super excited. I love the people in there. Doesn't matter if you're male or female. If you are wanting to start a business, grow your business, doesn't matter. Head on over and we're going to be talking about a lot of things. We kind of get into some nitty gritty there. So that's the cool thing because it is all about entrepreneurship. So we actually do break down. It's a little bit more like a mastermind community sometimes, and we get kind of woo, a little bit spiritual, because we realize that there, there are um, energy out here that we have to really hone in on and connect with when we are trying to connect with our own spiritual abilities. And this typically happens as we get older. It's also a human need a lot of people have. Um, so this is something that we're working on and how we can integrate everything into your business. Um, and um, that is it. So those were the plugs that I did. So I hope this blessed you. I hope this episode blessed you in lots of different ways. And I hope to see you next week. Have a great rest of your week. This is Sharon Koenig. I'm out. This week's episode was jam-packed with great content, and now it's time for you to take massive action. Make sure to schedule your strategy session with yours truly, and also visit fearlesspursuits.com where you can subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And while you're at it, if you found the show valuable, we'd appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes too. Or if you simply tell a friend about the podcast, that helps too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. This is your fearless online business coach, Sharon Koenig. Thanks for listening. Now go out and be fearless so you can change the world.